You're listening to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. Now, here's Diana. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Simplifying Investing. This podcast looks at the hows and whys of economics to help you to improve your financial literacy and ultimately make you feel more confident about the economic environment and what that means for your personal finances. In today's podcast, I wanted to talk about inflation. It's been a consistent topic I have been asked about over the past year. Okay, so first off, what is inflation? Inflation is an increase in the level of prices of goods and services. Prices usually go up over time, but if prices go down and inflation is negative, that's called deflation. If the pace of inflation slows, this is called disinflation. We measure inflation by constructing a basket of household spending, and that's based on how much the average household spends on goods and services. We then measure the change in prices for each of those categories. Each category has a specific spending weight, and that changes through time based on consumer spending patterns. The measure of inflation for consumers is known as the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. The CPI covers most areas of consumer spending, but it's important to keep in mind that it does not measure the cost of purchasing a home. That's treated as an investment, which means that other investments for example, share investments, are also not included in CPI measures. In Australia, inflation is now measured monthly. So people talk about monthly, quarterly, or even annual changes in consumer prices. The Reserve Bank of Australia, or RBA, has the responsibility of keeping inflation in a target band between 2 to 3% over time. This level of price growth has been observed to be the optimal level of price inflation throughout time. In the years before COVID-19, it feels like we rarely spoke about inflation, but in the past two years, I feel like it's all anyone can talk about. So why has inflation suddenly become so high? Well, if we cast our minds back to 2020, when we were in lockdown, the government and the central banks arguably overstimulated the economy because there was just too much uncertainty. The government announced many new stimulus handouts, including JobKeeper, JobSeeker, one-off stimulus checks to low- and middle-income households, and free childcare. The Reserve Bank of Australia cut interest rates to a record low of 0.1% and started a quantitative easing program, which meant that the Reserve Bank was buying bonds to keep interest rates low and encourage borrowing in the economy. This all occurred alongside a really unexpected surge in consumer demand for goods. All of these stimulus payments left households feeling quite cashed up. This additional cash and the fact that we couldn't spend on services like we were used to left consumers with the only option of increasing their spending on goods. And this occurred at a time that the global transport network was suffering as the number of flights plummeted. So the cost of goods transport increased phenomenally. And because companies weren't expecting such a big increase in goods spending, they also increased the prices of goods. On top of that, we also had a big increase in commodity prices across the board. Many commodities had supply chain disruptions, food price inflation increased, and that all got another leg up in early 2022 when the Russia-Ukraine war erupted, which increased the prices of agricultural commodities and energy. In Australia, we also had multiple flooding episodes across the East Coast, which increased the price of food even further here. And we also had our own energy crisis, which 
is still increasing the price of electricity and gas. So all of these factors have contributed to the big increase in inflation that we've seen over the past one to two years. In Australia, inflation rose from 1.8% in annual terms in late 2019 to a high of 7.8% in the December quarter of 2022. And that was the highest rate of inflation that Australia has experienced since March 1990, over 32 years ago. Since the December quarter of last year, inflation has slowed and it's currently running at about 5.4%, according to the monthly inflation data. Now, I'm going to get a bit technical here, but we can also measure underlying inflation. And that takes out some of the volatilities that can occur with price growth on a monthly or quarterly basis. And the underlying measure of inflation in Australia is known as the trimmed mean rate of inflation. And that's currently running at about 6% in annual terms, according to the monthly June data. Now, I wanted to mention the trimmed mean rate of inflation because that's what the Reserve Bank looks at quite closely when it makes its interest rate decisions every single month. The headline rate is also important, but we need to look at both measures when we're thinking about the implications of inflation for interest rate decisions. Okay, so now that we've had a bit of a history lesson on what inflation has done over the past year or so, let's talk about the outlook from here. The concern last year was that the high rate of inflation that we had was here to stay, but we think that that's unlikely. We can see many indicators that inflation is going to continue falling from here. Food inflation is declining. Commodity prices are not as high generally across the board as they were last year. Transport costs are well down from their COVID highs and on many indicators are actually back to their normal pre-COVID levels. Airline travel costs have fallen. Motor vehicle prices are down. Rental vacancy rates have started to lift as well, which should mean that rents inflation will slow. Some of these factors are the result of the Reserve Bank of Australia raising rates by 4% since May last year. That's been the purpose of interest rate rises, to bring down the pace of inflation. We think that by the end of this year, inflation will be under 4% on an annual basis. So about half of its rate that it was at in the December quarter of 2022. And by the middle of 2024, we think inflation will be at the top end of the Reserve Bank's 2 to 3% target band. A lot of people ask me if the level of prices will go back to their pre-COVID levels, but that would actually mean a fall in inflation or deflation. If the level of prices stays the same, that would mean 0% inflation. So unfortunately, it does look like the level of prices for a lot of items have had a levels adjustment higher and are unlikely to decline significantly from here. For some goods, there could be some decline in prices. For example, if there's retail discounting that's going on, which could happen because retail volumes have now been negative for the past three quarters and have been one of the areas most impacted by those interest rate hikes. But for most items, it's unlikely that we're going to get a significant fall in the levels of prices from here. So what does a slower pace of inflation mean for you and your finances? Well, of course, everyone would like to see lower inflation for the prices of goods and services that they pay for. So if we do get that slowing in inflation, like we are expecting by the end of this year and then continuing into 2024, that should be good news for consumers because it will mean a lower level of price growth for everyday purchases of goods and services. If we continue to see that slowing inflation, it also means that the Reserve Bank of Australia is unlikely to take interest rates any higher from here. Currently, the cash rate is sitting at 4.1%, which is a 4% increase from May last year. There is the risk that inflation rebounds again from here if the economy is stronger than expected over the next few months. So it's important to keep an eye out for that monthly inflation data. Well, that's it for today's Simplifying Investing podcast. I hope today's episode has been useful and interesting to you. And until next time. 
keep up to date with Yana's podcasts and reports, follow her on LinkedIn and your favorite streaming platform.